0: Man. on our first date when i dropped the l-bomb not not the i love you bomb that would be kind of psycho on our first date the lupus bomb <laughs> um oh we should tell that story though oh snap that was a whole thing
1: oh well, that means we'd have to get into
0: yep we would what you said to me that triggered me that day to say it not tr- not trigger me that sounds negative that was a catalyst for me to mm-hmm. <clears throat> You might
1: cry again. Oh, I'm definitely gonna cry
0: again. It'd be fine we're just making onion soup. They know. They know about the onion soup. <laughs> <laughs> um God, I go so far off like on these branches. I don't know where the like the tree stump is. Like where does, like I'm coming back. Like where did I start? Like I was talking about something else.
1: Mm-hmm. The L bomb.
0: Oh, oh the lupus bomb. Oh, my question. Oh <laughs> Oh yeah, the whole point of me turning this on. Okay, so when I first said I have lupus, like, what was the first thought that went through your mind? Like, were you thinking deadly disease? Or were you thinking just autoimmune condition? Were you thinking just, like what, like, what severity in your mind at that time, knowing what you knew, what was your general conception of lupus at that time?
1: Um, I think that, you know, for me, I thought more about the pain and um, inflammation. okay. Aspect of it. So you were kind of thinking
0: like, wow, so she's, she's dealing with a lot, like a lot of pain.
1: Yeah. Regularly. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> you really did handle it well. Well, you know, and like not asking a million questions, not that I don't think there's anything wrong with asking questions because you should, but it, it turns into this like interrogation of like, <sighs> and I get why they have to ask questions. It's the first date. Like you're trying to figure out this person and what, you know, potentially dating them. <clears throat> and so... I get why asking questions, but it turns into this, like, panicked, well, they start asking, well, how's it going to affect me? How's it going to affect me?
1: Well, I think it starts, well, I think what it does is it almost turns you into, like, defense mode. Oh, for Because it's kind of sure. like an interview. It yes. goes from, like, casual conversation to, well, what does this mean?
0: Yeah, and then we get defensive, and then we're like, no, it's fine. It doesn't even, it's fine. It doesn't even affect us. It's fine.
1: Right. And then and we just hide instead of, like, actually <laughs> being honest with people. Right. You, you know, you immediately go into, like, hide mode. You're like, but I don't want this to be all you see.
0: That's such a hard balance because if you do tell them the truth, can you imagine laying that out? Well, in my case, can you imagine laying that out for someone on the first date? Well, so <laughs> actually, like, you can't. You know, that's crazy. They would run. They'd be like, oh. And why are you trying to date? Like, what the? Well, so I think
1: that, you know... We had touched on it back in the dating episode and stuff. It's it's all about your comfort level and where True. you are. You know, True. if you're comfortable explaining it then that's fine. But if you're yeah. if you're still kinda of like in the closet with it and Yeah. You know, and you don't know how people are gonna react, especially if, you know, they're not in a medical field where they're comfortable talking about something like that. Yeah. Like, for me, it was so... It was just a natural progression of conversation because I talk about medical shit all day. Yeah. And and I like it. Yeah. I talk about it, and I enjoy it. Because Wait, like, what, what are you thinking of this? Like, it's just... It's funny because you always say, like, oh, you know, I'm sorry I can't go out and do things. I'm sorry that I'm in bed. I'm, you know, all that stuff. And I'm, and like, brain fog. You always apologize to me about brain fog and stuff. <laughs> and then... I'm just sitting here going, okay, first of all, I never have to make my bed again. Because you'll always be That's in a it. major perk. That's a huge perk for me. Oh, yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. All right. So, like, I can just come home and, like, jump into the undone sheets. And I'm already there. And you're already there. You don't have to come get me. No. You're, like, already, <laughs> here I am.
0: already burrowed. Also, you always know where to find me. True. <laughs> like, I literally don't move.
1: I literally, like, don't even have to, like, worry about, like...
0: <laughs> like, maybe I'll be in the bathroom. Oh, but yeah. other than that,
1: yeah. So I should put a like one of those GPS dog collars on you, so like I know when you move. <laughs> she's,
0: she's on the move, moving slow though. It's, it's going what like half a mile an hour right now, but
1: <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. Is she crawling? <laughs> it's it's like, possible. It's like barely moving. It's possible. You could be crawling. <laughs> and, then
0: okay. like, and then it's like and it's like rerouting, rerouting. <laughs> she went in the wrong room. Brain fog oh bring it back bring it back to this part of the house
1: but well, like brain fog too is great because i said it earlier on the <clears throat> podcast that like you just compliment me multiple times a oh day yeah because you know. never know yeah. if you've said it or not so you're just like babe your hair looks great i'm like it's your own personal dory i'm like i'm sorry who are you <laughs> <laughs>
0: who did you hear amy um y'all didn't say that aaron uh they used to call her dory yeah yeah that was sweet i think that's that was awesome. cool. amy said she always used to say just keep swimming too
1: yeah that's like my favorite
0: hashtag that's why I titled that, the episode that, The Just Keeps Swimming, because Amy said that she called Aaron Dory. Did you know that? I don't think I told you that. You did. Did you put it together? You probably put that together. I put
1: it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many perks, see? Yeah, perks of dating a Spoonie. So many. I don't have to, like, get dressed up, because I know I'm just going to be in bed. It's, like,
0: once a, like, quarter
1: that we get dressed <laughs> up.
0: We'll have, like, oh, we got a lupus event. We have a lupus event to go to. We got to get dressed up. But other than that, we're in fucking bed.
1: Well, and that, and, like, you don't drink. so no, I, don't I don't drink. drink either, so yeah. I'm a cheap date. I don't really spend a lot of money. Yeah, no. Which is great, because... No, like, I'm a cheap date. Yeah. Blame.
0: Yeah. I mean, just some lemonade. Just some bougie-ass lemonade. Like, I like this... I know, I might... I like the... I
1: might have to buy ex- you some. Excuse me? <laughs> some what? I don't know. If you didn't interrupt me, maybe I would have <laughs> finished my sentence. <laughs> I should, I
0: should edit it and, and go back and, and put like a like a tape roll of all the times I interrupted the podcast <laughs> and just back it up like back to back and make a montage it'd be like an hour long podcast I love montages oh I love montages too especially the Rocky one um when he's like punching like I always want to like mm. that's where I wear my like you know my short sleeve hoodie like that's the motivation that's my inspiration I Rocky like, I
1: feel like though you should like play Eye of the Tiger anytime you get out of bed I play it every day <laughs> Tiger, it's a fear of the fight. Oh, those wrong. Words. I used to play that
0: song way too much at the gym. Like, people would be like, Shut up with the tiger thing! Like, I'd always play it. I love it. <laughs> like, during events. <laughs> I'd be like, You motherfuckers can't pay attention now. You're, you're competing. I can play what I want. <laughs> there's,
1: so many, like, really? there's so many positives to dating a spoonie. <laughs> I mean, I literally. I mean, aside from, you know, the health and. You know, other crappy parts about Lupus. Yeah, there's a a few little um, setbacks maybe, but... You know, just a few. Just a couple. (sighs) Yeah.
0: But. I feel like there's way more perks, though.
1: I mean, for me, I don't know about you. you (laughs) That's not true.
0: (laughs) I will tell you, though, that I didn't tell you I loved you for so long because I didn't want to give you that much power with me being as sick as I was. Right. Because that would be catastrophic for me. If I gave you that much power and I, even though you had anyways, because I was in love with you, I just wasn't telling you. If I gave you that much power and that much, you know, and then something happened and you just decided this was too much for you and you walked away or whatever, like catastrophic for me, probably like, I would like just with being as sick as I am, like I just, it's too big of a risk. The funny thing is, the <laughs> funny thing with love, it doesn't give a fuck what you think. Nope. Or what your plan is. Nope. Your walls and your, you don't give a fuck. Nope. And so, like, it was snowballing. I mean, it, I was, it was, I. And I knew. I knew you knew, but. But I still thought I still was like trying to hide it and didn't want to say, you know, I was still afraid of commitment and not because I didn't want a future with you, not because I was, I didn't think you were that person because like, I, again, was still scared of not being a good girlfriend and like disappointing you. And I was like, one day she's going to realize that like, I'm not going to be able to do whatever she has in her head and these expectations. And again, I build it up. And so all these things, um, but then she hit the fan. (sighs) And <sighs> onion soup. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go say this without crying. Fuck.
1: It's okay. <sighs> can cry. You <laughs> said. <laughs> well, I said to it's you, so fucked up. He says, you want to know what I was thinking, and you said, "Yeah, of course." And I said, "I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know if he would like me." If you weren't, if you were healthy. You guys can't see this right now, but she was really trying not to cry. And then, I put on my fucking clothes.
0: And I fucking drove to you. Immediately.
1: And I told you I fucking loved you that night. Yeah, you did. And it was the most perfect moment.
0: Because I refuse to have you think that. That I was just, you know, whatever, because I was sick. That fucking broke my heart. First of all, I started bawling when you said that. I started bawling. And I literally got up, walked in my room, got dressed, fucking drove to you. Like I could not let you think that for another fucking day.
1: And here we are. We sat in your. And truck. I'm sorry
0: that you ever thought that, because that was never the case ever.
1: It wasn't anything you did though.
0: Yeah, but I was I was being a fucking asshole. Like just you know trying to trying to be cool, trying to not commit to you, and then just be like whatever. Like I'm too you know I'm too cool. Like I was being a dick. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. But thank you for forgiving me. And giving me a chance.
1: No Because
0: I probably did not deserve it back then. With all the shenanigans out in Bowen. So, thank you.
1: And that's why I'm going to marry you. I would do it again and again and again. Love you. You want some onion soup?
0: Maybe we should start, like, we could ship it out, freeze it, <laughs> and ship it out to people. we got tons of it over here. Tons of it.
1: So many onions. The whole
0: crock pot. Is that what you make it in? No. Sure.
1: Do you make it in crock
0: No, you don't make it in crock well, pot. Well, I
1: mean, technically you make it in, like, those little ramekins.
0: Oh, right. oh. Oh! Oh, the ramekins, because you put this, the cheese. Yeah. In your case, just the cheese and the broth. Right. Sans onions.
1: Sans onions. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I also love how, like, people were so upset about the whole sweet potato thing. Yeah. Like, people, like, rallied around sweet potatoes. Did they? They did. Oh, I missed There that. were a couple of comments. About, oh, there were? Like, how, like <laughs> um, I substitute sweet potato Did we
0: cause a riot for sweet potatoes? <laughs> oh, Serenity said that. Yeah.
1: Serenity said that. That's funny. I was <laughs> like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I just don't like them. Babe, why do I, why is it that I, if we started off as, like, you were just going to try to make me cry one time this whole season on the on the podcast. And now it's, it's turned into, like, literally every episode I'm crying longer and harder and, like, more severe. Like, sobbing.
1: this is actually who you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: when I talk to people in my DMs and they're like, God, I just... I'm just crying so much. I just don't know. Like, it's something... What's wrong? And I'm like, what's wrong? I was like, I cry every fucking day. <laughs> I cry every day. Like, that's not... There's nothing wrong. Like, this is... Lupus is awful, like you have to eye. it all all that it builds up like it's so much stuff that we deal with so much,
1: yeah, and then you know you have to you gotta have to
0: release it big long straws to make yourself feel better and length your eye and I really just i feel like yeah. I subconsciously did that because I want to go back to your eye, doctor, and see you in your fitted scrubs again
1: and that's really true <laughs> actually,
0: so now I have a corneal abrasion,
1: we don't treat corneal abrasion oh so now, so. Corneal Im-
0: so now I have a corneal
1: we don't treat corneal. so now I have a Basically, get away from the front of the eye. Oh, we I have a retinal something. Oh. Uh, you don't want anything wrong with your okay. What can I say that yeah. will get me in? Uh, all you have to say to us is I'm having pain and loss of vision and <laughs> we'll pretty much get you in the same day. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Come on down. I'm having an increase of flashes and floaters. <sighs> yeah, I wouldn't be a lie, though. Actually, I am. I had some flashes last night. But it's fine. I'm
0: sure it's fine. I'm sure it's just one of my many <laughs> conditions. It's probably just the ocular rosacea.
1: Yep.
0: yeah. Oh, babe,
1: can I, I, ran my,
0: I ran out of my. I ran out of my refresh. Can I can I try these? Yeah.
1: That work. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole bottle. Cool. Mm-hmm. Can I put them in? Look up to the ceiling. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I gotta get my
0: clean eye. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready.
1: Wait, I gotta... Okay. Look up to the ceiling. <laughs> Sorry, that was dramatic. That was dramatic.
0: Just one.
1: <laughs> what is it like? It stunned me. I'm like, ah, it's cold. I wasn't ready Like I'm
0: ready but I'm not ready You know You're never really ready are never really ready
1: Have you been doing this regularly? Oh yeah I'm putting two drops of the refreshing Oh no You only have to use one One drop oh. Every like few hours
0: You knew when you met me what?
1: you I mean? knew I knew your eyes I could see it in your eyes See what in my eyes? The suffering The pain
0: I was trying to Um Put on a front
1: Yeah you suck at it <laughs>
0: I thought it was, like, playing cool. Besides the sweating. Well, Besides yeah. the, I mean, profuse the sweating. Well, yeah, I mean, the sweating
1: was kind of like, a, a dead giveaway, but... No, I could tell. And I could, you know, you tried. You tried so hard to put on this big, bad, butch front. And it's just, like... But it didn't work. And then I opened my mouth. And then, and then you were like, ooh. <laughs> That's exactly how you sound. <laughs> I sound
0: like a chipmunk cartoon.
1: You sound like a... It's tough. <laughs> no. And then I
0: remember I finally found a comfortable position that was kind of cool near the door. Like, we were standing, remember, we were standing leaning on the glass. I finally found a position, and then, and then the employee came over and was like, I had to wash the windows. And she's like, Oh, sorry, excuse me. And I'm like, Damn it.
1: Damn it. Well, and, and then we ended up joking with her about it. I know. That there were like chameleons. Like
0: What? We always get into lizards. conversations with strangers that are so fucking random, babe. I know. We need to, like, mic ourselves one day. For real, we should do this. We should do this for the podcast. We you need know? to mic ourselves and just walk around and live our life. Because no one will believe the shit that happens to us. Like, no one.
1: You know, have you ever seen those, like, sports clips where it's, like, the um, players are mic'd up? Yeah. Like, and you listen to them. Like, and, it's e- and it's epic.
0: Yeah. And they over they do a voiceover on them?
1: No, no, no. Oh. no I was on talking... Like, like, in baseball, like, if you ever... They always mic up one player. Oh, yeah, and they forget their Or, like, their the mics. coach or whatever. And yeah. they're just, like, sitting there, like, doing their thing. And yeah. Talking, talking like shit. They're not.
0: <laughs> but people wouldn't believe the conversations we have.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, because you have a lot of tattoos. We're so. just, like...
0: we're so, You know what it is, is? We're just conversation starters.
1: No, you're a conversation starter. Mm. You have neck tattoos.
0: That's not the only reason, though. I feel like I'm just like a... People look at me, they're like... Trying to figure me out? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> What's going on over there? That That's an that interesting... That on our
1: first date. Human. Remember I got so mad? The woman across from us?
0: No, I don't remember that. All I remember is the Miami bathroom.
1: Where you no, like... I got really mad about that, Oh, uh, yeah, you
0: did. <laughs> yeah, the claws came out on that one. Yeah. We walked into a bathroom... A rest stop together, and I walked in the stall. and She was like looking for a stall, and some lady asked her if I was a man.
1: And I was polite,
0: <laughs> but you got upset. I didn't even hear it, I didn't even know what the you fuck had was no going idea. on. No you clue. Had no idea. But wait, what happened
1: on the first date? Remember, we were sitting next to the two old ladies, and there was this woman who looked like she just got out of church, and <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she knew I was a
1: she well she like you know <laughs> well no because like you know like because she I think she was trying to figure out if you were like a girl <laughs> well yeah and because so, when
0: I'm when I'm sitting like that they can't see my boobs because I'm leaned over
1: yeah so that's yeah and so, oh and she was staring and she was staring God, I don't remember that it happened like, so whispering much whispering to her husband and I was just like fucking say something <laughs> say
0: something little did they know the crazy one is not the six foot tall one tatted up looking like a fucking criminal <laughs> it's the other one it's a five four. Little, I'm
1: five. Firecracker,
0: you told me you're five. We were five four. Your Tinder accounts at five four. <laughs> Lies. Is
1: that a deal breaker?
0: I feel so betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> you're five three. What are you five three and three quarters? Three quarters. Lies. <laughs> well, then I'm six one.
1: I'm a quarter off. No, that's not fair. You can't say you're six one. I am with shoes. So am I. What you, oh well, your
0: Toms—they're like they're like a millimeter.
1: I will kite. <laughs>
0: They're cute on you, though, know, you rocked the shit out of those. Yeah, I did. I bought YouTubers for Christmas. Okay. Yes. And
1: then it's funny because I was like, Did you buy me purple toms? You're like, No, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, purple toms come. Beam. What? Why? Yeah, babe. Wife. <laughs> um, Alexa. Hmm. Oh, I was... I was driving the other day and there was um a, a pickup truck that had on the back of it, it was like. Can you spare a kidney? Oh. I thought about you. Oh, wow. Because I would, like, That's actually... totally give you a kidney. Oh, babe. Thank you. But I would require an engagement ring <laughs> in return. Are oh, you getting one of those with kidney or not? <laughs> like, like I feel like organ, you could give me ring, like, it's a fair trade.
0: Babe, you could give me a high five and you would get an engagement
1: ring. <laughs> Done. Done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we're all clear here. I think we, like, I think, and when I say we, I mean, like, you and I... My family, all
1: of our podcast <laughs>
0: listeners, all my Instagram followers, and our friends. Like, I think everyone's under the understanding that you're getting an engagement like, what, ring. Like, what the fuck else are we going to do?
1: Which is still funny, considering how we started off.
0: <laughs> considering I wasn't going to have a monogamous relationship with anyone? Yes. Yeah.
1: This Here we is are. totally casual.
0: Here we are wearing Kayla rings and just...
1: So casual. <laughs> just wicked, wicked casual. What were we saying before?
0: Oh, okay. oh, the kidney. Yeah, that's nice. That's actually smart to... Advertise on the back of a car, though. That's like. Yeah. I mean,
1: because like, I don't think you have to give the whole kidney, do you? I think you can do like a partial transplant. Mm-hmm. Or is that just livers?
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that, no. Hey, guys, it's narrator Sarah. So in the next segment, Amy and I are talking about kidney transplants. And she suggests like a partial kidney transplant. She asks if you can do partial lobes just like you can with liver transplants and ha- because your cells regenerate. And I didn't think you, could. <laughs> at the time I didn't think you could, I wasn't educated on this obviously, I didn't think you could, so I was like, no, you know, and I'm, and I'm talking all this trash and I'm making a joke out of it and I, I when I'm editing it now, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it and I'm researching it and you actually can <laughs> do a transplant on a partial kidney. So I was wrong and I had to make it right, so enjoy, Amy's truly enjoying this next clip knowing
1: I was wrong. Oh, livers, you can just no, have, you can do a partial lobe transplant where you right. just take a lobe of it and it yeah. regenerates itself. So. I would
0: probably not roll the dice on that. I'd be like, you know what? I think I'm going to go for a full kidney just to be safe. <laughs> like, I don't think my kidneys could pick up the slack on a partial kidney and we're definitely not going to gonna try it. So, let's go with the full. Let's go ahead with the deluxe package.
1: <laughs> You're so bougie. <laughs> I'm,
0: so, I'm so needy with my full kidney. Oh, no. I would
1: give you a full kidney, though. Oh, thanks, babe. Well, then I don't need to No, the
0: kidney the kidney transplant list is, I mean we, we joke about it just to lighten the mood guys but like it's I mean it's a major major problem I know so many people that are waiting for kidneys and there's just no time frame like you just don't know you know you don't know where you're on the list you don't know where the, how many donors are going to come up I mean it's just so people aren't just rushing to the hospitals to be giving out their kidneys like it's not just a simple thing I mean it's an extensive serious surgery and recovery for both patients yeah, so it's it's very difficult. I mean, I know we have a few friends that are waiting on kidneys, and I mean, it's just, it's it's so stressful being on dialysis, not knowing, living day to day. I mean, honestly, I am extremely lucky that I did not get to that point, that, that my doctor caught it right before I was going to be at that stage. Um, and that also the chemo has brought my kidneys back um, to a point where they are functioning and are much better and more stable. So I'm very lucky, but there are thousands of lupies that are not so lucky that are in, in this position with their kidneys. And <clears throat> I know we're all just waiting and hoping, and that's why I wanted to push out episode three with, with Amy Alden, the CEO of Lupus Florida, because she has <clears throat> some inside information that I know is not really public yet about vocosporin, which is the new kidney drug. And stage two um, official stats were 49% of kidney patients were in remission. Stage three, I believe the early data she said was 89% in remission crazy okay and then we're waiting on final stage three but right. it's coming out it's gonna get approved and she said you know uh 2019 2020 so if that's the case this is a game changer for lupus nephritis patients like really holy is. i mean this is this gives us so much hope babe like
1: it's interesting to you to see the percentage of lupus who have lupus nephritis mm-hmm
0: Hey guys, narrator Sarah, so um, Amy mentions the percentage of lupus patients that have kidney involvement. That stat is actually 50% um, at some point, and actually some sites have said up to 60% of uh, lupus patients have uh, kidney involvement, which is the diagnosis is called lupus nephritis. Um, just wanted to give you guys those, those proper stats.
1: Interesting even further to see when it's caught, because I feel like every lupia I've talked to so far has stage four, so it's so far gone. That there's only dire treatments that are left. So yeah. Dialysis, and chemo. Yes. And like the
0: classes, the classes of lupus nephritis is a little confusing. And the reason why they they use the word classes and not, and I, I get them confused too. And sometimes I'll say stage, but it, it's actually class. It's not stage because it's not progressive. And this is why it's confusing is there's six classes, but you would think first is the, you know, the least and at least severe and six is the worst. Not true. Class four is actually the most severe. Hey guys, narrator Sarah again. I'm um, just editing this and realizing it's kind of confusing as far as the classes. So when I say that it's not progressive lupus nephritis, it can be, but it's not always. Okay. And so you think of it like cancer where there's stages and it progresses, you know, lupus doesn't work that way. Lupus comes and goes and flares. It goes in, you know, goes in remission. It comes back. So to say it's progressive, it's that's not consistent. It's not accurate. Um, I actually had a cute Kidney damage, kidney failure. So mine was like an acute attack. So lupus attacked my kidneys and my kidneys failed. So it wasn't like this progression over, you know, years and years. Um, it can just happen out of nowhere and it can happen fast. And so that's why the classes are one through six. They're not, it's not called stages. Also, I said that the class four was the most um, severe. And what I mean by that is it has the worst prognosis. So patients that are in class um, five and six. They had the same, you know, protein and blood spilling in the urine. They have all the same um symptoms but they have a much better prognosis because class four is when there is significant damage to the filters of the kidneys. Um, they call them crescent shaped moon, uh, crescent shaped holes in the filters of your kidneys, which causes significant damage and, and problems. And the prognosis is the worst for class four. The most people go into kidney failure, you know, need kidney transplant, dialysis, um, or die from lupus nephritis, um, from class four. So that's what I meant by most severe. Uh, it has the worst prognosis out of all the classes. And as far as recognizing kidney involvement, your rheumatologist should be able to catch, um, with your blood markers. If you're getting your routine blood tests, again, another reason why it's very important to get your, um, lab tests when you're supposed to, guys, because, this kidney, these kidneys attacks, these organs attacks, they can come out of nowhere. And so the only way you're going to know if you're not symptomatic, which in kidney cases, you're usually not, is with your labs. Um, so another reason to stay up, uh, up to date with your labs. But anyways, so they can catch it, but they cannot tell which class of lupus nephritis you're in unless you do a kidney biopsy. So they will not be able to tell you which class unless you do that. Class four is the worst. And so you're right. There are a lot of people that They don't know until it's too late. They don't know until you're already at the worst stage. And now you're faced with, well, (laughs) we got to do either extreme, um, you know, high dose corticosteroids and chemo and very intensive treatment or, you know, dialysis or kidney transplant. I mean, you only have so many options when you're at that point. Right. So, yeah, I don't. And again, it's like the it's not there are there aren't symptoms that pop up until it's too late usually besides you know like water retention and things like that but that happens with lupus anyways we what we retain water when we flare
1: can we also talk about um just real quick i know that you know you're talking about kidneys and stuff but this is also another serious issue that i know you come across yourself um prior to meeting me when your kidney failure was um first diagnosed um but we really should talk about advanced directives um, okay, <laughs> and it's not a fun conversation <clears throat> to have because everyone wants to think that they're going to live forever, um, and I know Sarah thinks that she's actually, you know, I immune to death.
0: I was really upset the the for the day that that happened. Yes. So I was at I was at my nephrologist and. Like this was right after the you know it was bad and they were like um, pretty much asking me if I had all my final things in order and like yeah, have you done a f- what do they call
1: it? They're called um, advanced directives. Yeah, like it's the, the will and all that. So it's called the DNI DNR. Okay. Um, and the DNI DNR is um do not intubate, do not resuscitate okay. orders. And so that's your basic um, if you're incapacitated. So if you're um, on life support, how long should you be intubated? How long will you have life-saving measures? Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they should perform any life-saving measures and if they should for how long. Yeah. Um, they've come a long way from the standard DNRs at this point. Yeah. You know, it's not just a piece of paper that says do not <clears throat> resuscitate, you know, do, don't perform heroic measures on me if my heart stops. You know, you can say, you can be you can get actually very specific with it and mm-hmm. say... I want you to, you know, if I code, I want you to bring me back to life. And and then if I'm on life support, I only want to be on life support for two weeks. Okay. And that gives you... So, you know, obviously, like, as a patient whose health is compromised, it's a hard decision to make that as a person who's experiencing the medical crises. Mm -hmm. However, you know, I think everybody needs to keep in mind that the people who are going to live on after you... Um, are gonna have to make a really difficult choice. Yeah. And so if you if you have that difficult conversation with your family, your friends, whoever you know you trust and love, it makes their decision, if there is one, significantly easier. Um, because they know that they're performing your will, and yeah. they're not just making a, a difficult decision based off of emotion or based off of you know in moment yeah I just didn't I just didn't see coming that day
0: I was just having a bad day and like that just hit me and I was like you know it, whatever and and I just didn't I kind of blew it off <clears throat> and then you brought it up one day and I kind of blew it off again <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe I, like probably four or five more times and then we kind of just did it verbally because I'm just not ready to sit down and do that and so even though I probably fucking should be with help anyways the, um just being stubborn and so I kind of verbally did it I told you what I I wanted. I mean,
1: even if you don't go through and, you know, and those, all those documents can be done with your primary care doctor or they can be done with any doctor really just has to be, um, it has to be signed by a physician. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be right away and certainly it doesn't have to be, I mean, I have one Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I'm a healthy person, um, because I want whoever makes that decision in my life Mm -hmm. to have something that I've chosen to go by. Um, you know, I also have a daughter and so I want to make sure that she's not affected negatively that way. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, it's it's, a good thing. It's a big deal. It's a
1: big deal. And I know it's, it's a difficult decision to have and it's scary and it's uncomfortable. It's something
0: that a lot of us, I don't think want to talk about or think about or face because like, yes, we know it's on our minds all the time. We know this disease can kill us at, at any point, especially, you know, mostly if we have organ involvement, but We know, we're aware, we think about it all the time, mortality is on our mind 24-7, but at at the same time, like, we're still not ready to sit down and, like, actually face the reality of this happening to us. Of
1: course, and I think, you know, it's important to not just keep your, yourself in mind, but also your family, because from a caregiver perspective, um, know that that's on their mind too. Yeah,
0: I know, and I, it took me a really long time to just make my call list, like, I just did that, like, kind of recently because I couldn't do it.
1: I know. it's it's not easy.
0: Like, even, who... I mean, death, I? Is,
1: death is so hard to come to terms with for someone who's healthy. <laughs> and it's even harder for someone who is so focused on living Yeah, their best life with yeah. this terrible disease. It's hard to bring yourself to that point to say, okay, well, if the worst did happen, yeah, what would I do? What would I want? Because, you know, it is important and it is something that everybody should think about and I know it's hard to think about and I know it's upsetting to think about but you know I think it would be for me it's more upsetting to think about what I would do to the people I left behind yeah
0: I I understand that and that and that's that's also why I did it is like because I I was thinking about that one day and like you know I was I was like I don't want there if this it, if that would happen I don't want there to be more stress because they don't know who they wanted me to call and who needs to know, like just so many things. I just wanted it to be simple and easy. And also I had like, you know, I was trying to think of people and I'm like, this list needs to be very short. I do not want my family having to call a million people and explain a million times. Like it is literally my inner circle that I can count on one fucking hand and that's it. Like,
1: and and, and that's all personal. You know, there are families out there. I know my family, every time, you know, someone passes away, you know, I have a lot of older family members hmm. and, and stuff. And so, you know, they get a call from the cousin they haven't heard from in ten years. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean?
0: Yeah, it's like I know they have to do all that, so it's like in addition to that.
1: So it's it's yeah. it's not something that obviously needs to be a quick decision. It's something that needs to be thought through, yeah. and it's something that needs to do, be done at a time when you're comfortable doing it. Yeah, but I think it's. I'll
0: tell you, it's hard once we get our th- our minds there. start to think about that as an actual reality and have to make actions to like accommodate, you know, that happening. It's a rabbit hole, babe. Like we fucking spiral. We spiral. It's really hard to like pull out of that because you go down and I mean, we are, a lot of us already have all kinds of, you know, depression and anxiety and all kinds of stuff and Mm -hmm. fears. And so it's hard to bring ourselves there mentally.
1: Absolutely. And I don't, and I don't discredit that at all. I mean, I certainly understand that you know, it becomes something, it, it can become all consuming. Yeah. And it can become incredibly anxiety producing. Um, but coming from a medical background. Yeah. Um, and working with a particular demographic that happens to have a lot of DNIs, DNRs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen what it does to families. Yeah.
0: When they're just like, they have, they have no idea what to do. And
1: I've seen what it does to the people that don't have them. You know, unfortunately, if you don't have something like that in hand and you may not have wanted mm. you know to be resuscitated in your head but you never verbalized it or or you know written it down yeah um you know i've watched family members hold on hold Cause on they, for because they weren't sure and i've watched people who you know were in the hospital and in ICU and had tubes and all this you know life-saving measures and it's almost like torture. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is, and you know, and and everybody has everybody has their own, you know, idea of what it would look like. I think, mm-hmm. and you know, for me, it, the hardest part is watching what happens when people don't have something like that in place. Yeah. That's a good because it gets very it it gets very ugly very quickly. It's a good perspective to
0: to bring is that caregiver perspective. Because um, I don't think we always think about that—the um, toll that that would take, not having plans made. Yeah. So,
1: and I'm not saying like obviously, you know, you don't have to run out and do it tomorrow. You don't. Have right. to, you don't. Even if so, legally speaking, even if you write it on a napkin and sign it, right? Legally, that's legitimate. legally.
0: Since I told you, can you?
1: No. And because we're oh. not married, I can't make that decision. Oh, your mother would so make that thought, decision. So you, but you would tell my mom. I would tell your mom, and, and I would, would hope that she would trust me. Of course but, she would. Course but she would. in what if she crises? What if she's like, no, you're people, not wrong? Yeah, people make emotional Listen, reactions. This is and, a woman
0: who cleans fans with pillowcases and gets goes viral on the internet. Like, like we don't know what she's capable of.
1: Right. That, that's that's a good point. Like, yeah, that's another good point. So, and that's important to think about too. If you're not married, or if you have children, or if you have um, or if you do have a spouse
0: or if you're gay in a state that they don't, it's not, you know, the rights.
1: Right. Especially if you're, you know, if you're, if you are gay and you don't have the legal right to marry someone, that's a big thing, especially. Yeah. Cause um, they can't even come
0: in the hospital if it's family, family. only. Correct. And I said it that with that too cause I'm fucking pissed about it. Cause it's fucking ridiculous. It's 2019, but this isn't a political podcast. So we're going to move on from it.
1: But that's <laughs> where <right>. I stand. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: have to cut that out. Um, no, no, fuck it um but i agree yeah. i agree that you yeah. know that's wrong but mm-hmm. um but realistically you know
0: it's better to be prepared it's better and to just be no going and no going in so you're not shocked when you get there yeah. and you're upset that you can't get in and now they're like dying you can't get in there
1: yeah <clears throat> i think it's just it's so important because lupus doesn't and not just the <clears throat> with the advanced directors but lupus affects everybody i mean lupus certainly major majorly affects the person who suffers from it um but it is it, it's a it's a family disease yeah it is something that everyone you know that you're close to feels Yeah, and you can sit you, you know you can think you hide it all day long um and your family may not believe you and they may they may be under the impression that you know oh it's you know this is all in your head or or you know oh you know it's not that bad it can't be that bad you're just making this up but even in that way, it's still affecting them. Yeah, it was one of
0: the—I can't remember who said this in one of our meetings—but someone was basically saying that when you do have a family that's so you know tight that one of the parents has lupus, or even you know one of the child, um, <clears throat> they don't just have lupus; the family has lupus.
1: Absolutely, especially with children. I yeah. mean, especially with children. No, no mother on the face of this planet likes to see their child sick. Yeah, um, and it doesn't matter if you're six or thirty-six. I mean, your mom. Yeah and your dad and everybody around you is is right there with you and they're they're on that roller coaster with you. Yeah. I feel it with you all the time. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And I chose this. I chose to be with you through this and I love you through it. And I love you if you're high or if you're low or if you're sick or if you're fine or you you feel okay, I should say because you're never fine.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know, it does. It affects everybody, not just not just the person and it's hard it's hard to see past your pain and it's hard to look past that because you're so busy trying to keep your own shit together yes and that's not selfish and it's not inappropriate and it's not wrong of you to do that it's not wrong of you to put yourself first or prioritize your health or anything like that that's not wrong in any and that's not that's not where this was going but you know include your family include your loved ones include your friends if you if you're confident enough to do so because they're gonna want to be there
0: yeah it's just like what you said like to find someone that is just so willing to look through all that and see a person and love someone through it like it's it's so rare like I don't even think you know how rare it is and like our podcast listeners know because they all have been living this and they all have been struggling and trying to find someone and they You think you find you think you find someone. You think you find someone.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: that pretends like they're different than they are at first or whatever. I mean, there's so many. I
1: I mean, I know we make a lot of jokes, and you know, you and I laugh a lot, like a lot. Mm -hmm. Like we're just really funny. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy to watch the person you love suffer, or you know, watch the person you love sit on the floor. Yeah. Or want to vomit every two seconds. None of that's easy.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's worth every second. You know, and I would do it again and again, day in, day out, every day for the rest of my life. I'd give me my fucking kidney.
0: <laughs> Not the parts of the full. The, the, I want right. the deluxe kidney.
1: Yes. <laughs> the full spa treatment. Full, full kidney. You can get all my all my protein-sifting goodness. I want, like, some
0: bonus filters just in case the other ones fail. Like, I want the whole kit. Like, I have kit. some
1: pretty healthy kidneys. Do you? Cause I, well, yeah, because I don't drink, and I don't, oh, yeah. like, my kidneys That's are right. great. I know. My kidneys are awesome. Wow. So. Take one of those. I know. You can make it love. You ain't got to take it. It's okay to cry. You ain't got to fake it. We all going through it. You can make it love. You ain't got to take it.
0: You ain't gotta fake it, we all going through it. You can make it love, you ain't gotta take it. It's okay to cry, you ain't gotta fake it, we all going through it. You can make it love, you ain't gotta take it. It's okay to cry, you ain't gotta fake it. We got you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. So we are going to bring back the brain fog moment of the week next week. Uh, We skipped it this week just because uh, we we were short on time. trying to keep these episodes short for you guys. You can knock them out. But um, email us your best brain fog moments at lupuspodcast at gmail.com. And we will try to read as many as we can uh, on air. All right. Can't wait to hear them. Thanks guys.